It's not playing. He's Lex. And he's Dan. And we're back for the second installment of our third season. This is super exciting. Wow. I'm excited. Things are, are happening. Are you excited, Lex? Uh, I was until I found out the <laughs> runtime for this movie is two and a half hours. Uh, it's a long movie. No one's gonna no one's gonna lie about that. You didn't ask me, otherwise I would I would have lied about it. Dan, is it a long movie? Y- no. <laughs> <laughs> So Well, there's several things I think are important to note. Number okay. one is we are recording this episode on May the 4th, which is pretty good. Uh, I think I only learned, to, did the original Star Wars come out on May 4th? No. Okay. Because I saw somebody saying something about that, but it's, it's just, That's it's only the Star Wars day because of May the 4th be with you. And it, it's hilarious. It did time. come out in May, but I believe okay. it was the 25th. I'd have to check that, but it's somewhere in the 20s. Oh, is that where they called it like Revenge of the 26th? Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. That's why they did that. Well, this morning I sent Dan a barrage of texts where I was trying to figure out what the title of this movie was without looking. I knew it was episode two. And for a while I thought it was like... Revenge of the Sith or Anger of the Sith or something and then I decided that was episode 3 and then I decided that episode 2 was indeed Attack of the Clones but there was a time when I was considering it could be Revenge of the Clones but I have since looked it up just so everybody knows it's it's Attack of the Clones dear listener yeah Revenge of the Clones would be weird because we haven't actually seen any clones yet Mm. well a lot of them look the same so it's hard to tell that's racist I know. On the original seasons, before we were doing this special mini-series of not playing, uh, the person who had not seen the movie would explain what they knew of the movie. Yes, and that's that's you, all season, apparently. <laughs> uh, so, the first one I had seen, episode one I had seen before, uh, The Phantom Menace. I have not ever seen Attack of the Clones. I would say that I know absolutely nothing about the storyline. I believe that, uh, we talked about this last time, Hayden Christensen plays uh, Jake <laughs> Anakin. <laughs> Jake Skywalker. Nice to meet Anakin you. Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> yeah. Um, no. I guess he's still not going to be old enough to have his son Luke, or if he does, it would be a baby. Um, he's going to start dating Natalie Portman, maybe. Yeah, we're all and, a little jealous about that. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm guessing there are a whole lot of clones, and those <laughs> attack. <laughs> I guess we're putting the explicit data on this episode. You can bleep it incomparable style. <laughs> uh, yes, sure. Yeah. Um, I know that in one of these two prequels that are left, Yoda has a big fight scene. I don't know if this is this one or the mm-hmm, other one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Um, or we didn't see it yet, right? No, we didn't see a Yoda fight scene. No, no. Unless you slept um, through it in the first one, which is entirely plausible. <laughs> I really just don't know anything. Like, I, I don't know. The, like, the fascinating... Weird Al Yankovic was my guide the first time. I have no guide this time. Yeah, the fascinating question will be to talk to you afterwards and see if you know anything about it then. <laughs> I just hope there's a lot more of the Senate stuff. I love oh, the Oh, man, stuff. buckle up. This is going to be an exciting trip. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> uh, our friend James Thompson said on Twitter that this is the best of the prequel and that it gets worse before it gets better. So I don't know if you share that. James opinion. Thompson said this was the best of the prequels? He did. He did. I, okay. (laughs) 
James you and disagree. I will. James and I will have a chat. <laughs> is this your least favorite of the of the three? Oh, God, it's. There are things in the other ones that make me angrier. This one I just find offensive because I think I said this to you last week. I find it kind of a dull movie. Um, maybe that will have changed this time. This is only, I will say for the record, for my part, this I think it marks only the third time I have seen this movie. The first time was in the theaters. The second time was for the incomparable episode about this, which was only a few years ago. Uh, so this will be the third time. So I don't oh, know this years one. Ago, so you just finished watching it. Yeah. <laughs> it's fresh in the memory. Um, at that point, I had not seen it since it came out, and this came out in 2002. So, you know, I hadn't seen it for over a decade, I think. Um, and, yeah, that was not long enough. Uh, <laughs> but as with as with episode one, some of this is remediated by the Clone Wars animated series, which I have a great fondness for. And so it's weird to see characters in this movie that you're like, oh, I have positive feelings about you because I've watched like a lengthy TV series in which you are an actual three-dimensional character. <laughs> <laughs> now, you and I are going to be watching the same version. Is this... The, the, did he re-edit the... I, we talked about this last we time. We talked about this is last this... time. My my understanding was we, we talked about how Yoda was replaced in episode digital. one uh, with right. a digital as opposed to a puppet. But he was already... I know he was already CGI uh, for the for episode two. Oh, so that tells me maybe this is where my big Yoda fight scene is going to come. And I'm not sure that there were any... I'm looking to see if there are any mentions of any editing. I don't... Th- think so yeah there i don't think that there is anything changed in this one or in episode three so these okay. are should be pretty much as as they were seen so again again we get to experience the cgi from the early 2000s and see how well it holds up yeah i it's i i feel bad for the listeners who wanted to hear me mangle the plot i can't even do that if i were gonna guess yeah go for um, it go for it there's the various. Uh, we learned at the uh, late in the first one that there's the guy who the camera does the close up on or pans to when they're wondering who else might be evil. So that evil guy, Palpatine, is that his name? Yes, yes, yeah. Senator Senator Palpatine. Well pretty, done. Oh, I'm sorry, I, I don't mean to insult him. Oh, sorry, he's Chancellor Senator now. Palpatine. He's Chancellor. Remember, because oh. we have said that whole plot where he gets elected Chancellor because right. he gets Natalie Portman to call yeah. a vote of no confidence. He's, he's got like political shenanigans going on. Knowing that that Machiavelli and evil guy is going to be evil maybe he's going to evil it up a little bit more sure and the senate's going to do a lot of senating i'm mm, sure mm, yeah mm. and i don't know if we're going to go back to the gungan planet uh naboo i don't know if we're gonna go back there um because I, I don't think anybody blew it up usually i feel like planets blow up in star wars but that has not happened yet <laughs> yeah when you leave so. a planet you just blow it up just to be sure <laughs> <That's right. laughs> yeah no one else is ever going there either <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I really have no clue what's going to happen in this movie. And I might, as you said, not know after the movie's Great. over. All right. Well, I expect to have a lengthy discussion with you as it's going on to try and elucidate the elements of the plot for both you and me. So that should be great. <laughs> well, I look forward to it. All right. Well, uh, this is the point where we, uh, we were, where we diverge and we, we start up our commentary track. Uh, so if you're not listening to the commentary version, you'll in a few seconds get to hear us. <laughs> <laughs> sounding right much more haggard <laughs> it'll be three hours from when we recorded these words oi, oi, what are we doing with this lex 
I'm 35, 9,000 years old now. Yes, 35, 9,000 years old. Nailed it. <laughs> I couldn't remember how old I was. And yeah. Otherwise, sit back, relax, try not to fall asleep, and join us for the commentary of Star Wars Episode 2, Attack of the Clones. Hey folks, Dan here. Want to watch this movie along with me and Lex? Sign up to become a member of The Incomparable and get access to full commentary tracks from this entire season of Not Playing, as well as bonus content from all the other shows on the network. Just go to theincomparable.com slash members to sign up. You can even support Not Playing by sending a portion of your subscription to the show. Thanks for tuning in. Good news, Lex. We finished Attack of the Clones. I know that you're as relieved as I am. There was a time when I would say I was enjoying it more than I had enjoyed The Phantom Menace. Okay. Um, I didn't miss Jake at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but it really felt long. Like, I had to fight hard to stay awake, actually. Yeah, and, not, I'm, I'm with you, and I've seen it a couple of times. <laughs> Uh, and apparently at the end there, I was missing some things. So as, as you heard, as, as those who watched along with us heard, I got, <laughs> I feel so dumb and I want you to know, <laughs> oh, don't I'm feel trying dumb. hard, Lex, but do like, not feel dumb about this, but I'm trying to keep like the, the clones and the droids straight. Cause they both have armies of people who look identical. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my understanding was that the, for reasons that I don't follow, um, the dead Jedi asked that strange planet to make a bunch of uh, Jango Fett clones and they were supposed to fight on the good guy side and they were fighting against the droids who were on the bad side but then at the end they were showing this massive army of clones while the Imperial March, the Death March, the something, some the Darth Vader music played, yep, yep, yep. and you said something subtle was happening, and I didn't, I didn't. Catch well, it. so here's the here's what they did, and it's kind of done. I think there's an interesting story in here, buried very, very deeply in here, about you know uh, the excesses of power and like um, charades and the march to war, etc. Because what you're supposed to have taken away was in that one scene that. Um, Obi-Wan is interrogating Jango Fett on Kamino, and he says, yes. do you know this Jedi guy that the Kaminoans told me made the clone army? And he I says, never heard of him. He says, no, I was hired by a guy named Tyrannus. And what you're supposed to take away from that is that Darth Tyrannus is Count Dooku's like Sith name. So at the very end, when he shows up and is in league with the other Dark Lord, Sidious says like oh welcome home Lord Tyrannus and so oh. what you're supposed to get is like the dark Darth Sidious is manipulating all the sides in the war he created the clone army as well as creating the droid army and so like he's kind of playing both sides against each other and like starting this war to create conflict so yeah, I definitely did not get yeah that. it's not executed very well is the thing <laughs> And it, some of it, the motivations don't really make any sense. Like, why is, why is Count Dooku telling Obi-Wan all these things about, like, oh, the Dark Lord controls the Senate? Like, what's, what's your deal, dude? Like, well, Now, did most people seeing this movie understand it? <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, I think that's one of my, I think that's one of my big problems with this movie is that it's, it's overly complicated, but not like 
there are intricate plots that are interesting to follow because they're like twisty and there's lots of intrigue and this doesn't really work because it's done it's done so clumsily that it's not you just get lost right like kind of like you did i think there's just you just don't know what you're supposed to be following or what's important uh the character's motivations don't make sense about half the time again as with episode one the acting is really not good uh, yeah, so the writing I've, I've, is I've bad. I made some notes here. Yeah, okay, so, hit, me, hit me up. So first, um, y- you would think the love story would be better because now we have two like grown actors. But it, as you pointed <laughs> out, it's it's dreary. And like you we were, in, you were, and I think maybe you clued me into this a little bit, but Natalie Portman seemed miserable. Yep. Like not, not the senator. <laughs> but <laughs> Natalie Portman just seemed to have no interest in sharing any screen time with Hayden. Uh, and like you you also pointed out there is no where this one i what i would assume is like a huge integral plot point of the uh i don't know anybody's names do dooku um fanning both sides so that he can just create war and chaos i guess so he can claim even more power i don't know where that was like super important yet very subtly done so much felt really ham-fisted where there is no subtlety at all like man i'm really feeling increasingly evil yeah (laughs) i'm gonna kill 800 people now Uh, not super impressive i also have no idea none who jimmy smith is in this movie like who he's playing if he's good well, if he's, he's not never, he's, no idea he's never is he ever addressed by name here nope don't know who he is don't know what he's doing i don't okay. know what his job it, is totally fine like i i you know i definitely agree with that looking at this and watching like being like and so i know things were cut from all these movies and i know he that's had hard to believe stuff. yeah right <laughs> oh my god there's a lot more that should have been cut um but yeah, they, you're right. He's, he appears in a couple scenes. He'll be back, and I think we'll get a better idea of who he is in the next movie. But it feels very weirdly like dropped in there. Um, there's also just... Uh, the battle scenes should be interesting, but they're not. There's a lot of stuff that feels very like designed to be a video game, designed to sell toys. There's not... It's confusing. There's just a lot of stuff there for the purpose of spectacle and not much else. Like, not much drama is happening um, or stuff that's, like, a sensible choreographed... Like, at the end, where they follow... Dooku gets on his motorcycle and rides away and goes to the hangar and finds another ship. And it's like, why didn't you just have your ship in the first place, dude? Like, why do we have to go there? Because we needed, like, 10 minutes to do this action sequence in the middle. And... uh I don't know. I just don't. When you can't see anybody's faces, when they all do look exactly the same, this was actually, I think, a problem I had with maybe the original Star Wars, which we'll get to in a couple movies. um, With the, I mean, you're not supposed to root for the stormtroopers anyway. But uh, well, this is a really weird credit. Uh, But um, when you (laughs) a bunch of clones, I guess I am clone racist. But a bunch of clones fighting against a bunch of robots, I don't really have a dog in that fight. I mean, I know that I'm supposed to be rooting for one side and not the other, but like, I don't care about any of them. <laughs> yeah, no, and that's totally reasonable. I will say again, as I said at the at the outset, um, the Clone Wars uh, cartoon doesn't. The guy they have one guy. It's not the same guy who plays him in this movie, but they have one guy who voices all of the clones, and that guy, that voice actor is amazing because he manages to imbue all these clones with distinct personalities in that like you can hear them talk and though they sound the same you can tell them apart and it's it's incredible like they've done such a great job with that series making you actually care about those characters that you know from my perspective 
going back and watching it after having seen that i i always want to like inject things i know about him from that other property into this and then realize like i am just you know i'm totally coloring this with my own experiences there's nothing in this movie that we standing on its own that should make you care about any of those things right it is it's like a kid it's like what we said about you know some other movies like man of steel it's like a kid having like two collections of action figures and banging them against each other right like I, I there's nothing there no sorry it was a, that <laughs> was on an incomparable episode but it, it the idea of like being it's just like a kid lining up all his action figures and fighting a battle right like right. there's no there's no motivation there's no drama there's nothing in there that makes you care about any of that so here here's some positives okay. um yeah hit me they dial jar jar way back yep. in a way that like i mean they there's with no real acknowledgement of hey we're not going to show him nearly as much they don't and i think that's a positive um he still I, does he's still he's still a pawn basically and you know he has maybe a couple scenes and one of which is like an extremely questionable scene where it's like he's been subbed in as senator and he makes the deal that kind of seems to lead to increased military right. control so like that seems super questionable but i, I don't know like and I guess I was trying to say positive things. I okay, I, I did yeah. find the original. No, that's okay. I I was I, I found like the first half of the movie or something interesting. Like I'm annoyed or fearful every time I get either. I think you're supposed to be really impressed or or uh, respectful of the room of the I don't know the council, the Jedi Council. Yeah. Although it seems like surprisingly low budget and otherwise very high budget movie every time they're in that room, um, or when the two of them are sitting on ottomans. Yep. But I expect those scenes and the Senate scenes to be boring, and I thought that they were done decently where the action kept moving. Mm-hmm. And I kind of liked, again, ham-fistedly handled, but I kind of liked the dynamic between Obi-Wan Kenobi and Anakin where he's clearly like they're frustrated with each other. And so before it's, you know, anybody watching this movie knows what's going to happen to Anakin, right? But right. I like that at first they were trying to show like just kind of, you know, standard angsty student who wants to do more than the master wants him to do. And like, I like that one piece of it. Right. But then they hit that note every single over time. Over again. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's established. Move on. Right. And it's it's done so it's done again. There's no subtext in this movie. Everybody says exactly what they're feeling in about 90 percent of the scenes now you say and i appreciate that like i don't have to feel bad when there are things that confuse me or that i don't follow but i think that might be and i get you know the first time and only time i saw star wars i was you know single digits years old um but i think that might have been one of my other problems with it and maybe it'll be easier for me to see it now but like I hate the feeling of watching a movie and not understanding what's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that happened increasingly as things progressed. Like, who's doing what to whom and why? And why do I care? And when is it bedtime? Those were the main <laughs> questions. Well, those are all good questions. But um, I'm glad that we got through this. We're over the hump now. Oh, so um, now, you and James Thompson, as we alluded to the beginning, disagree. Because he, he prefers episode two to episode three but you seemingly feel the opposite i i don't think episode three is a good movie that will be uh revenge of the sith indeed i it's really hard i don't f- even know what he's getting revenge for because <laughs> like you explained it to me just now that dooku <laughs> is fanning both sides of this and he's involved in both pieces and he's just kind of uh well he's the pa- he's-, he's the so you know in the first in episode one we had darth maul right who gets cut in half at the end 
Yes, and he's yeah. like the coolest Darth, and he barely gets to have any right, right. Time. And so he he has to be replaced, right? The the Darth Sidious, the creepy puppet master guy, needs to have a new, you know, second in command. And so Darth Tyrannus slash Count Duco is that has filled that role. I just like as you asked during the commentary, do we know why he's evil? No, it's not really explained in any of the in, not in the movie. Like there's no now, information there. Use- if we use modern America as the guide, then like he might might not even know he's evil, and like <laughs> the the Darth who, who's the Darth Sidious is the the puppet master Darth. Yes, is that what you said? yeah, yeah. So Darth Sidious is like his Putin. Yeah. <laughs> just just say. Uh, and I and that's one of the things I find dissatisfying, you know, about the character development. I really like Christopher Lee, who plays him. Who is you know uh, you I don't know, do you ever see any of the Lord of the Rings movies or you just nope some of those okay he plays an evil character in those movies too but he's like a from like he did a bunch of like the B horror movies uh, in like the seven or maybe even earlier sixties seventies he's a great like he's the kind of guy who's I feel like never looks down on source materials like you want me to do this you want me to be like all right I'm gonna do it and I felt like at least he seems at home in this movie right <laughs> like you're fine you're being like a two-dimensional evil villain character totally cool you can be kind of creepy whatever slimy that's fine uh and in general I think the villains do better than the protagonists in all of these movies like Ian McDermott who plays Senator Palpatine or now Chancellor Palpatine like Again, I feel like he's just a professional who's there and is like, I'm here to be slimy and oily. Like, I can totally do that, right? Like, being evil, I feel like, in these movies is much less of a baggage on it than being a quote-unquote good character. Right. <laughs> um, which is a lot harder because how, I mean, there's a fundamental problem with this. How do you root for a protagonist who you know is going to become a mass murderer? <laughs> like, right. that's pretty tough. That's a tough road to hoe. I mean, and honestly, if anything... That's you know, why I really, by the way, struggled when I was watching uh, the Hitler Chronicles on <laughs> TBS. That was a tough cartoon to that's get into. A, yeah, that was a, not the best. But yeah, I think that's one of the reasons that um, maybe, honestly, they should have spent more time making this movie center on Obi-Wan because at least he's not a murderer. <laughs> right. And Obi-Wan, I think, I mean, and I am not at all an expert on episodes four, five, and six, but I feel like in there he is unquestionably a good guy or at least that's my impression and yeah yeah there's a there's a a not deeply addressed but a very real flaw right yoda says don't train this guy yes he does train this guy realizes he doesn't really have control of him and is like it's his fault (laughs) yeah um actually you know what i I feel like if you're pulling that away from it then then they are succeeding to a certain extent with obi-wan he is not a perfect character but he is like you know even with a flaw he's not evil he's just flawed which is fine you can have flawed heroes i think that's encouraged um but yeah it's uh yeah it's hard to it's hard to make anakin in any way redeemable uh and so we'll get into and you know we start to see honestly the only redeemable quality has is that he managed to attract um (laughs) senator amadala yeah yeah so there you go any last thoughts before we wrap up this episode how you're feeling uh, I'm feeling good. I'm trying to understand now what's going to happen. Episode three, we have to get to Darth. So mm-hmm. I don't think I knew uh, that Darth Vader was one-handed. Um, so maybe it grows back later, and I don't know that. But like right now, he's got some kind of prosthetic situation. Mm-hmm. But and we've already heard the Darth Vader music, and we've already seen him, you know, kill random people, and yet also convince a seemingly smart woman to fall in love with him. Uh, and today, he's still like. 
nice to C3PO and R2D2, etc. So I, at some point it feels like he's going to have to knock up Senator Amidala and you're making, a, twice, you're making a to-do list. I guess twice he's going to have to do that, right? Because there's uh Princess Leia and Luke Skywalker. Um and he's going to have to embrace his evilness and he's going to have to and so we have to develop asthma. Yeah. So how he's going to get there, I don't quite know, but I, I'm guessing those are the beats. But I, I at least I got to see Yoda have his big fight scene. I have to say, I'm not a huge fan of CGI Yoda. I am not either. I, in fact, it takes I, all the charm out. I dis, I, yeah, I intensely dislike that scene because to me, uh, you know, growing up with the Yoda from the original trilogy, my biggest problem was always Yoda's supposed to be like above it all. Like he's yeah. not supposed to be, he's supposed to be so good that he doesn't need to like pick up his lightsaber. Like he is, he does not need to get his hands dirty in that way. And to have him like bouncing off walls and stuff, mm-hmm. it just feels cheap and tawdry, honestly. And it, I like, it feels I, very I, kid focused. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't like it. It makes me upset. So it's not, I don't enjoy what they've done with that character in most of the beginning trilogy. And it'll, again get worse before it gets better so <laughs> uh, actually a couple thoughts on yoda one i really don't like the way his face looks mm-hmm. cgi style and yeah the, the, it, i thought the mouth movements were better overall in this one than the first one because it was very distracting in the first one yeah and that one was redone later so like honestly it should have been better <laughs> but yoda's mouth still gets weird i also and this could simply be me misremembering which is probably the likeliest outcome his voice feels different to me like i don't know if frank oz is older now yeah. and so it's harder or what but it doesn't I, it feels much more groverish in my memory than it is in these first two episodes yeah i it's not quite the same and again i, I think you're right that you know it just has to do with the natural progression of time and frank oz not being able to like stay in that voice to me the canonical representation of yoda is empire episode five and so we'll get there but yeah i i'm not not as pleased with the way that they do Yoda in in the prequel trilogy. Hmm. Do you know what kind of car a Jedi drives? Oh boy! Oh man! A Toyota. Oh man! Uh, uh, how many more episodes do we have left of this? <laughs> I ask myself that same question every time. <laughs> Uh, well, okay, we are at least over the midpoint uh, of the badness. Uh, <laughs> one one bad movie remains, and then we'll uh, we'll take a little upswing, um, and I think that will be more enjoyable. I hope so, anyways. Well, listen, uh, I, I'm no longer the same person. I have now seen more Star Wars movies. There you as go. Of today, all I right, mission before. accomplished. We're getting there. All right. Well, we'll be back next time to talk about episode three, Revenge of the Sith. And uh, yeah, thanks for everybody for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show and uh, we'll see you. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Army of the Republic! It's in all capital so you have to yell it. So okay. this is really about budgeting, is the thing. Right, yeah. <laughs> it's a P&L. Yeah. <laughs> can we afford to create an army? Is that a thing that we can do? Can we afford not to? Mm. That's mm. the good question. Good question. Excellent question, Supreme Chancellor Lex. Thank you. <laughs>